Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Brain Fuel. This is Jonathan Mancuso, your host. Question that's been coming up rather often. I uh, was in a, a school program not too long ago, and a question that was asked to me was, is there value in pursuing a master's degree? And I don't want to keep this so broad, so I want to go a little more specific with it. But the reason why this was asked is because these were juniors, seniors in college that are trying to basically figure out what and if they should be doing. Considering the job market post-COVID, current COVID environment, things could get a little dicey and tricky. So their hope was enrolling in a master's program to continue adding value to their curriculum to then ultimately secure that job, a big paying job or whatever that may be. So I would like to preface it by saying that Pursuing a degree, getting into academics, is never a guarantee to get employment. What I mean by that is we all take certain measurable and sometimes non-measurable risks, um, but we all take a certain amount of risk in our lives with our hope that that translates into a reward. Pursuing a degree, undergraduate, master's, PhD, and beyond, those aren't necessarily guarantees or tickets into the job force. What is a guarantee, however, by pursuing uh, academic enrichment is your personal development. You are guaranteed to grow as a person, as a professional, when and if you decide to pursue greater educational goals, when you decide to pursue more learning opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Just like earning experience in a job, earning a degree further amplifies your knowledge, which in turn makes you more valuable, both at a personal level and at a professional level. So the question that was also asked in that classroom was, is this the right time to pursue a master's? Obviously, I don't have the answers to everything, but the one word of advice that I can certainly share is that there is no right time to invest in yourself. You should always be focusing on investing on yourself. In this case, you want to be cautious with when and how to pursue a master's because a master's needs to be evaluated on multiple different facets and not just painted with a broad brush. So to make things easier a bit in that class, I explained how I evaluated my master's. I am pursuing an executive master's of science program that is specific to my field that will allow me to further amplify my knowledge, focus on things that, you know, obviously I may not be learning within the work environment. So being able to understand things on the back end, right, the pillars of success, the framework to get to where I wish to be in life, both in the current days and obviously my future days. So I think it's important to, to evaluate a master's based on uh, key uh, components. And again, you can call these your pillars to master's development and undertaking. So. When I look at these five pillars, and these are really in no specific order, the first thing I looked for, uh, or really among the first things I looked for, was school's reputation. It was extremely important to me uh, as a graduate, as a professional in this industry, that I focus on a master's and uh, really partner with a school that um, had value. We had common goals, common vision, uh, common components to, to, to what we wish to accomplish. And I think that that's important. It's important because as you continue to pursue uh, your educational objectives, I'm sure you will be successful in the field you're working on or working in. And in many cases, you may end up being approached by the same school you, pers you pursued your master's or your undergrad at to represent them as an alumni, to represent them as a speaker, to represent them for further uh, engagements and, and, and development, and maybe for enrollment purposes, admissions, or whatever that may be. So you want to make sure that that speaks to you. You want to make sure that that school is who you want to represent and who that school may be representing, in this case yourself and other, other peers like yourself. To give you an example, I, following my graduation from undergrad, a few years went by and I became the president and current president of the Alumni Board Association. I chose that school for many, many, many foundational reasons, um, and I'm happy and more than happy to represent them. 
not too long ago, was asked to uh, be involved in an admissions function tied to my current master's program. And uh, I did that, obviously. And I, I was locked in. I was excited. I was thrilled. Because the schools, both of them, I would know was very fortunate, they have a great reputation of wanting to build better community, build better futures. And they don't necessarily just talk about it. They are about it, right? Don't just talk about it, be about it. So in that term, in that regard, I decided, yes, of course, I will support both schools. But I was already committed by enrolling at those two schools that if, if and when I should be asked to stand beside them and assist them, I would commit to them. So school reputation is extremely important. You want to obviously match yourself with the right type of values. And I think that both of the schools that I connected with certainly have done and are continuing to do so. The next thing you should look at is affordability. You don't want to put yourself in a hole. The question that was asked, going back to it, was really, is this the right time to pursue a master's? You know, I don't think there's ever going to be a right time to make any decision in life, right? I think that you need to make all the decisions based on where you are in that very moment. And timing to that is extremely important. So understanding that we all take measurable risks, understand that you should always take measurable risks. Don't live in your comfort zone forever. You're never going to succeed, in my opinion. But understanding that you don't want to put yourself in a hole or a bad predicament is extremely important. Just because you haven't found the job, going to pursue a master's isn't going to guarantee you the job, correct? So I want to understand, or you should try to understand, and we all should try to understand what is the true purpose for this. And beyond that, can I afford that purpose? So if you are locked in, committed to a school, you love what that school is all about, you are ready to pursue your master's, you've justified the why, then how, which is your affordability, should be a simple question. Don't go into a company thinking they're going to pay for your master's. I think that that's somewhat unreasonable. I think that while companies want to see their staff continue to grow and exceed expectations and succeed in development, develop, that doesn't mean they're going to go and turn and pay for your master's. They want you to succeed with the tools that you are provided with the network environment and help grow the business. And again, sometimes that translates to paying for your education or sometimes that doesn't. So kind of put that on your own self, right? And say, okay, I am ready to do this. So affordability is extremely important. Again, we all want to go to the top three schools in the country or in the world, but sometimes you've got to be a little more honest with yourself in a fiscal standpoint and say, okay, can I afford that? Unless you've got a full ride to one of those schools, things can get a little dicey and challenging. So affordability is really important. Next thing is completion time frame. Um, when I was in my undergrad, I took between 18 and 21 credits a semester. I knew I wanted to graduate in four years. I knew I wanted to be a varsity athlete. I knew I wanted to have multiple jobs and internships, and I knew I wanted to commit to other things. So understanding that uh, your, your time frame and your window, you need to ensure that you've, you've listed out how you're going to get this done. And, you know, you can extend the master's for as long as the program allows, right? I mean, I'm not sure how, um, how often you see people completing their master's in 10 years, but that to me doesn't make sense, right? A master's, if you're trying to advance, you're trying to complete it over two year, two to three year window. I think anything beyond that gets a little challenging because, you know, curriculums change, programs change, society changes, and things evolve. You know, you don't want to study something over 10 years that was published 10 years prior. So um, it, it becomes quite interesting to see how completion of time frame plays a, a, an important role in your uh, your, the success of the program and the success of your learning objective. So uh, understand that you, in a master's program, it's not like undergrad. You're going to take a couple classes here and there per semester over two, three years. So you should be able to find that time. In this case, if you do a remote one uh, like I'm doing, I'm doing uh, currently doing an executive master's of science program. If you do it remotely, then there should be no excuse. Classes are always in the evenings. You usually do a couple classes per semester. So it's clearly feasible. 
Uh, and the next thing I would look at is obviously um, what can you earn beyond the, just the master's program, MBA, master's of science, whatever. What is it that you can get beyond that? Are there certifications? Uh, are there opportunities to, to extend into different career avenues and opportunities? Are there employment opportunities with schooling? Do you want to get into academics? Do you want to pursue uh, different career paths? Are you using the master's to per- pursue a different path or penetrate a different path? Or is it just something that you're using to advance your current uh, situation uh, or just purely pursue a master for development? So understanding that every school you go to, you should focus on the reputation, its affordability, uh, the time frame in which you're going to complete it, but also what are you going to get beyond the master's? It's really important. Don't just go to school to go to school. Go to school to own it, right? Go to school to develop, to grow, to be a life coach and a life learner. So when you go into a school, you have to see what comes with it beyond the master's. So in this case, it could be uh, looking at employment networks. Is the school going to offer an expansion and growth of your employment network? Are you going to make valuable connections during that two, three-year window where you can say to yourself, wow, not only did I learn a lot, I also was able to secure a job or I was also able to penetrate a field or an avenue or, or gain some some uh, some momentum right in a different different field or the current field so a great way to look at that is looking at the career source resources offices career development whatever those may be called um, or offices for advancement it's important to look at those offices specific to the undergrad if the percentage of graduates who get a job is 40 percent and again i'm speaking on a normal year not speaking in COVID environment, but in a normal year, um, look at that percentage, 40, 60, 80, 100, what, what is it? If that number is not satisfactory, then probably means that either there isn't as strong of a curriculum at an undergrad level, so how can you expect that to be fantastic at a master's level? Secondly, if the, if the low, if the number is subpar, then is it because there really aren't the career development resources at the school that are built to support the student's future advancement? That's a red flag, right? Or what, what may be the underlying reason? So research is extremely important. You will do so much research and so much learning about so many different schools that you will have felt like you've got a master's in schooling before you even start your master's. So, uh, and then the final part that I consider being, again, the most important is uh, your curriculum. It's one thing to go to school, and it's one thing to, to, to truly embrace and learn and grow. Um, it's not about how you go and do this. I think that the research methods are out there. You can research, study curriculums, go on, and so on and so forth. But I think the moment you've solidified the schools that you're mostly interested in, before you look at anything else, obviously price you should be looking at, but before you look at anything else, look at the curriculum. There are always going to be fluff type courses, and I call these institutional courses, that each school will offer. If you start to see too many of those fluff courses, that's probably not the school for you. That means that there are gaps, there are holes in the curriculum that uh, don't really give you the right type of learning experience. In my master's program, for example, I'm extremely satisfied with the diversity of uh, academic type courses, industry-based courses, expansion type courses. So to me, that's huge, right? It's vital. Where in comparison, when I was looking at other schools, man, my goodness, there were so many red flags that I would start to get a little leery and a little uncomfortable just pursuing. So understand that a program is always going to have some generalized courses to give you a baseline understanding. And those courses exist for those who maybe this wasn't their initial path, maybe those who want to get a soft and slow introduction into the the uh, master's program or whatever other reason there may be. 
So again, in my master's, I was extremely satisfied with the program because when I looked at it from afar, I was committed. I was locked in. I'm like, man, this is exactly what I need to be pursuing, and this is exactly why. And that decision was given to me based on the curriculum. So the curriculum should really focus on those things. And then obviously, you know, you think about what your career ambitions are. Look five years out. Look 10 years out. Are those courses going to help you? Is it development and analytics? Is it, is it you know, something related to AI? Is it international development? Is it law? Is it something, right? What are those things that interest you the most and where you see your career going in, in five to 10 years? If you want to accomplish something, you can go ahead and accomplish it. You have to just write those goals down and go out there and do them, right? So um, the curriculum played a, an extremely important role in my decision. Again, I found the perfect school based on my needs and wants. And, and, and then everything else sort of fell into place. So this is how I would evaluate it. And again, it's not the perfect answer. And I think that as I go back to the speaking engagement I had with the, the students, you know, it, there's no right or wrong answer. I think that you have to make a very, very smart uh, decision that is both measurable and, and something that's going to ultimately help you. Timing is, is important, right? You don't want to put yourself in a hole, like I mentioned, from, from a pricing standpoint and a debt standpoint. You want to be very smart about this. But the most important part is that you have to see the purpose of a master's. The purpose of a master's is not that to get a job. The purpose of a master's is to develop you as a person because that, in turn, will get you the job. Good luck out there. We'll talk soon.